This is the Sticks and Stacks podcast with Sean Drotar and Jen Piacenti. Welcome to the Sticks and Stacks podcast on the Sawdust Podcast Network. My name is Sean Drotar, your host, and we bring you the best baseball and hockey action and opportunities therein. Today, we bring our focus back to hardball. So joining us is our expert, Jennifer Piacenti. How's it going, Jen? It's going great, Sean. It's been a great week of baseball, all kinds of fun stuff going on. Great weather out here on the West Coast. How's it been going for you? Well, you know, I'm still in Colorado where the Rockies play, so things aren't so great from a baseball standpoint, but they were great from a standpoint right here on Sticks and Stacks because out of the nine things you talked about last week, you hit on eight of them, which is just spectacular. Uh, I, of course, tried to contribute with a couple and was wrong on all of them. So I will be smarter this time and allow you to have the floor. If you would like to follow each of us, you can do so on Twitter. I'm at S. D-R-O-T-A-R, and Jen is at Jen Piacenti, that's P-I-A-C-E-N-T-I. So let's start right in Boston, where things are are getting interesting from the uh, standpoint there with the the Astros, who are at basically the exact same record here. They're 34 and 26. Boston's at 37 and 24. These Astros are great, uh, at least over 500 on the road. Red Sox are over 500 at home, uh, at least on the surface. This to me looks like a pretty even matchup. It does look like an even matchup. And so that's why I'm going to say, let's not pick a winner in this game. There's so many ways to play this game. So last night we saw Martin Perez get, get absolutely beat up by the Astros. This team hits. Now, when you're talking about these two teams, as you mentioned, they're both over 500. They are number one and number three in batting average for the season across the league. Houston's number one, Boston's number three. They're both top five in slugging, okay? So we're looking at two teams that can really hit. They both have, you know, good pitching. Um, But here's what's really important. Uvalde's home ERA is two runs higher than his road ERA. So we know the Astros hit. We know Uvalde's been good lately, but his home ERA, two runs higher. Now let's talk about Houston's side. Odorizzi. He has been absolutely pummeled by righties this year. He gives up more than two home runs per nine innings. Remember, this game is going to be at Fenway. His season ERA is almost eight, and his BABIP is 295, which means yeah, he, he hasn't been be good against worse. anybody. <laughs> I mean, 0-3, 7.16 ERA. Yep. I mean, it has been a, a disaster for yep. him this season thus far, and, and I, I agree. It seems like, well... That's not the great matchup when you are facing the Red Sox, as you pointed out, in Fenway, where it's really favorable to those righties with the Green Monster. Exactly. And since May, the Houston bullpen has given up 4.58 runs per nine. That's the eighth most in the league. They have blown up regularly. Now, today they could go to Christian Javier and do a tandem thing, which would be what I would do if I were Dusty Baker. But, I mean, I can't predict what Dusty Baker's going to do because it's pretty random sometimes. Um, so when I'm looking at this, I'm like, all right, how can I play this? Astros on the money line plus 115. I would take that. That's pretty good odds. Red Sox minus 140. But what I really like is Red Sox to win and over six and a half runs scored. I do think the Red Sox will pull this out because I think Jake Odorizzi is just going to blow up and we can't trust our bullpen. But even another way to play this, if you want to play Astros and, you know, I'm going to bet my heart and bet my Astros because that's my team. You can bet there's a bet on bet MGM money line 
and both teams to score three or more runs. If you pick the Astros and both teams will score three or more, which I think is pretty much a lock, plus 260. And if you pick Red Sox, it's plus 195. So that's a fun way to turn it into a little bit more plus money. Now let's talk player props. There's two player props I really like from this game tonight. The first one is Yuli Guriel over one and a half total bases, which is plus money at plus 110. I don't know why the sports books haven't figured out that Yuli Guriel is really, really good. But for he's tops on the club with a 403 on base percentage. Yeah, I mean, he's the best exactly. they've got. Exactly. And he's done this. He's done more than one and a half total bases in five games in a row, including last night. He went three for four with a walk. So I love this bet at plus 110. Again, as we mentioned, we're in Fenway. There's going to be hits in this game. And the other one I like is Jose Altuve over one and a half total bases at plus 110. You know, in 18 career at bats versus Uvalde, he's batting 333 with two home runs and his career batting average at Fenway is 323 so I really like these for plus money I think they're pretty nice bets that you can take and that's how I would play this game I think there's going to be a run scored I I think the Red Sox will probably win but you can never count out the Astros I just think there's going to be a lot of runs um the, I think the run total is 10 I don't know that I would necessarily take the over on that because I think you're only getting minus 110 that's a lot. Uh, yeah, so, eh, but I do think that you can bet on both teams scoring three or more runs. Okay, let's go to the uh, other early matchup we're looking at. And this one's a little more interesting because we looked at an even matchup a minute ago. Let's look at an uneven matchup. It is the Dodgers versus the Pirates. The Dodgers 35 and 25, the Pirates 23 and 36, a losing record at home, as you would expect. The Dodgers not as dominant on the road as you'd think, only 16 and 15 away. And sometimes when you're looking at these mismatches, it's tempting to really go to one side. But again, baseball's 162 games for a reason each individual game could tell its own story that's right and um, actually Dodgers aren't as good versus lefties as they are versus righties there is a notable difference so this may not be the slam dunk it looks like on the surface I agree with you we're also going to see Tony Gonsolin for the first time this season we don't really know how he's going to look he's not a high strikeout pitcher but he doesn't give up the long ball historically now he's usually been used in relief they're obviously going to try to use him as a starter we don't know how many innings he's going to go being his first game back his first start of 2021 but Anderson usually only goes about five innings he's been walking more than two and a half batters per nine he's given up seven home runs over his last four starts again I do think the Dodgers are going to win this game they put up the second most runs per game in the league after Houston 5.3 so I'm going to do a little sprinkle here of something kind of long shot and I'm going to sprinkle some money on a Max Muncy home run because it plays pays plus 425 you know this is not like a, a sure thing but it's a really fun bet for plus 425 he's hitting the ball harder than ever this year and he's slugging 585 versus lefties and it is a small sample size but in seven at bats versus anderson he has two home runs he's slugging 1286 and he's yet to strike out so i like max muncie there i also like dodgers to win and over six and a half runs scored in the game at plus 110. 
Muncie, by the way, 13 home runs to lead the Dodgers. And even though that has them tied for 18th in the NL, it's not as bad as it sounds because there's a whole bunch of folks tied up at that 13, 14, 15 number. He's really only five out of the lead in the entire major (laughs) leagues. So when you look at uh, Muncie's home run totals, that that is a pretty good fit. I kind of like that because the, the fit there is... It seems reasonable. You're facing a team that's bad at home. You're facing uh, a pitcher that's been mediocre in a, a park that at least at times can give up some pretty good shots. Uh, that's an interesting way uh, of looking at it. So as we take a look at those first two, we have a couple more for you, and then we'll take a quick look back at what we're doing right here when we get back at Sticks and Stacks. Welcome back to the Sticks and Stacks podcast. Sean Drotart, Jim Piacenti with you, our baseball expert. I'm just the other guy in in the booth. That's just what we do here. But Jen is the one that's been the expert. And uh, like I said, coming off an eight for nine week last week, you've been coming up with a couple different ways for people to get into the pluses as opposed to have to uh, go ahead and go with those those easy favorites that make it a, a little bit riskier in some regards to be able to turn a profit that you'd like. So let's turn our attention to Cleveland and St. Louis tonight. An interesting uh, matchup there. And what are you seeing from these two teams? So this is uh, an interesting one. I see St. Louis winning this game. Now, I know the St. Louis pitching staff has given up more walks than, I don't know, anybody in, in forever. I mean, it's just ridiculous. They're walking everyone. But one thing people may not realize is Adam Wainwright's home ERA is only 2.62. His away ERA is 8.20. So when you look at those surface stats, it looks like Adam Wainwright's no good. But actually, when he's at home, he's pretty good. Cleveland, on the other hand, is batting only 221 on the season and only 231 since the start of May. And remember, Cleveland is going to be without the DH in this game. So I believe that gives St. Louis a little bit of an edge. Now, we have a run line total of eight total runs for the game. I don't, I don't really want to touch that. I don't really know if it's going to go under or over. I can see it going either way. I do know neither team is slugging over 400, and um, neither team scores a lot of runs per game. But St. Louis, on average, scores 4.16 runs per game and Cleveland 4.18. So that would point to kind of over. But what I do like is the Cardinals because John Mejia is on the other side This is really somebody that has really been a reliever. I don't think we can count on that. We still have, you know, Nolan Arenado, Dylan Carlson, lots of talent on the St. Louis hitting side. So I like the Cardinals here on the money line, minus 130. And again, if we want to turn this into plus money, I like the Cardinals and over 5.5 runs totaled scored in the game for plus 150. I do think it'll probably get to about six runs. I don't know if it'll stay under eight or go over eight, kind of staying away from that. But I do think the Cardinals will take this one home despite losing last night to the Cleveland. How are you feeling about uh, any of the players in that particular one? There are a couple power hitters in these two teams. Yeah, I mean, I think that... Any guy can go off, right? I mean, Nolan Arenado has been absolutely fantastic this season. Dylan Carlson has shown flashes of greatness. Goldie's always in play. There's no one player. I mean, unfortunately, we don't have a lot of data on John Mejia. So there's no one player I'm going to say, oh, this is this is the guy. Um, so I, I can't I wasn't feeling any real player props. I think the strikeout prop for Adam Wainwright is such that I would take 
the under because Cleveland doesn't actually strike out and how Adam Wainwright gets it done is usually just by going long into innings and keeping the earned runs off the board. Well, obviously that ends up being a a wise decision when you're talking about those, those pitchers who you just haven't had a chance to see. And there were a couple, we talked about Tony Gonsolin out with the Dodgers. We talk about Mejia with the Indians, these pitchers, when they don't have a a lot to go off of, you really are sort of uh, taking your life into your own hands when, when you're going out there and saying on one particular game with no idea of how they've been performing, obviously that's a little bit tricky. So staying away from those in those cases is, is the smart thing to do, even though at times it can be a little tempting because let's face it, we're all magpies at times and we get a little attracted to the shiny new objects. So <laughs> it's important to make sure we don't do that as we start to recap a little bit of what we're uh, looking at tonight. Uh, give us again what you wanted to do. Give us your uh, your best pick for the Astros and Red Sox. OK, so for Astros and Red Sox, I like Yuli Gurriel over one and a half total bases at plus 110. And I like one and a half total bases for Jose Altuve as well at plus 110. And I will take the Red Sox. Sorry, Astros. And over six and a half runs for plus 195. All right. Going on to the Dodgers and Pirates, another game where there's a few question marks, as we mentioned. Gonsolin with his first start of the year. I am taking Dodgers and over six and a half runs scored for plus 110. And I'm putting a little bit of money on a Muncie home run at plus 425. Uh, I'm still shocked that you can get the that Dodgers and the over into plus against a, a bad team like Pittsburgh. <laughs> that one, that one to me just screams uh, jump all over that. So <laughs> let's go with always, that one. I'm always looking for ways to make money, Sean. I'm such yeah. a little sneaky little lady. <laughs> hey, that's, that's what you do. That's what we do right here at Six and Stacks to bring that to you the last one of course cleveland st louis another close matchup for the most part but one with the question marks with mejia taking the hill what was your favorite in this one i like the cardinals here money line minus 130 that's the safest bet um i would put out but i also like cardinals and over five and a half for plus 150 which is what i would do because i'm a crazy person yeah, well, you know, sometimes you gotta have a you gotta have a little bit of fun too. Well, you have a, a bonus one for us as well. Where are you looking? I'm looking at Detroit, Seattle. I know, gross, right? Two gross teams, but I kind of like Detroit tonight against the spread. It's one and a half plus 145. So another thing I like from this game, Casey Mize over five and a half strikeouts for plus 120. Now, Mize did get a rough start to the season, but he settled in lately and he struck out six or more in his last four starts. We know Seattle likes to swing and miss. They haven't been putting much offense all year. They scored less than four runs per game this year. Flexen has blown up multiple times this year, not a high strikeout pitcher. I kind of like Detroit to win. I will take them on the run line, plus 145. And take Casey Mize over five and a half strikeouts at plus 120. A little risky, but I think it could be fun. Well, you know what? You've got to look for those hidden gems sometimes. And, and they're right where people aren't looking. Otherwise, they wouldn't be hidden. She is Jen Piacenti. <laughs> Follow her on Twitter at Jen Piacenti. That's P-I-A-C-E-N-T-I. My name is Sean Drotar. You can follow me at S-D-R-O-T. 
T-A-R, as I like to joke, that's the traditional spelling of Drotar. Uh, you'll just have to trust me on that because you've probably never heard of anyone ever with that last name. But it has been fun talking with you, Jen. Of course, you were eight for nine last week. I, I won't be keeping score like that because that's a tough one to live up to. But I definitely like some Thank of the you. things that we put together here. And uh, it's been a lot of fun. Let, let's get back to doing it next week. Let's do it. All right. For Jen Piacenti, I'm Sean Drotar. Thanks for listening the Sticks and Stacks podcast on the Sawdust Podcast Network.